Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League Ton, Andy Harrison, the loyal one. Joss Elliott and the king of the transfers, Jamie Martindale. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner podcast. Once again, we're meeting on Zoom and hopefully it's the last month that we'll have to meet like this for a long while. As you may have noticed, we're changing things up this year and we're doing individual pre-season previews for every division from the Premier Division to Division 3. But fear not, the Extra Show will be doing their own preview show in a more traditional way, where you can catch up on everything from Division 4 and below. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook using the hashtag CowCorner and CowCornerSCCL to interact with us or at tag CowCornerPod on Twitter and at CowCornerPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway... A new format means we're joined by some new guests. But first of all, I'm joined once again by my good friend, the man with the Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison. How are we, Andy? Oh, I'm up very well, mate. Just come off the golf course from today, so I'm very sore. But uh, got my first friendly tomorrow. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, so I can't go too hard tonight, unfortunately. <laughs> I normally do. So you might actually get a sober Andy tonight. Um, but more importantly, we're here to talk about the season preview. How about yourself? Right. Yeah, I've been good, mate. Busy month ahead for me. Not only trying to remember how to hold a cricket bat and uh, learning. You've never to... done that, mate. So <laughs> don't even start there. <laughs> and somehow trying to learn how to catch within a week, but uh, impossible. Also getting all this done for the pods, and I'm excited for what is going to be a really big month for the podcast. Lots of podcasts, lots of merch coming out, and all sorts of other bits which we'll get onto later. But anyway, Andy. We've got some other people with us tonight, not the usual. So why don't you introduce us to who we got on as guests for this very special podcast? Well, I'm rather impressed actually with the guests you got tonight, Jimmy Earl. We've got uh, Joe Arnold from Werfield Cricket Club. We have Alex Biddle from Quat, And we have a good friend of mine who I've known for a long time, Mr. Luke Miles from Ludlow Cricket Club. 
Welcome, boys. Hi, fellas. How are we doing, lads? Are we all good? Yeah, very good. Very good. It's nice to meet you all. I mean, I met Joe when we did uh, one of our first ever podcasts when we came over to Werfield and we did a bit of a segment on you guys. And uh, Luke, I think I played on a against Grasshoppers. And uh, Alex was, well, he, he was one of the first people outside of Albury Cricket Club to actually find the podcast. And yeah. I always remember his, I think he tweeted someone and was just like, you've got to listen to this, mate. It's next level wow. badgery. And that was amazing. And that was, I was that, that was like our first ever hashtag. I mean, well, I'm, I'm a bit of a cricket tragic, so, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, um, if the WhatsApp group over the last, well, however many weeks we've had it going up is anything to go by, it should be quite a tasty little uh, podcast we've got on our hands tonight. Yeah, I'm quite excited to actually have someone on the, um, well, three people on the podcast that understand South Shropshire cricket. Um, obviously, we know Andy <laughs> focuses on Shrewsbury cricket very much, but... <laughs> um, he's pretty just, clueless when it comes to this area yeah. of the county so just look after my friends mate that's about it you know. <laughs> look after my mates <laughs> right so it's shaping up to be a really great show uh, so let's get on with it here's what's to come on episode 30 of the cow corner podcast the big premier division pre-season preview on episode 30 of the cow corner podcast the big premier division pre-season preview we chat about the latest cricket news we discuss the merits of an overseas in 2021 and we break down every team in the Shropshire County Cricket League Premier Division, reviewing their off-season work and looking towards what we think they'll do this season, plus lots, lots more. If you want the Harrison's hierarchy, check out the bonus episode, also which can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. So the season's nearly upon us again. Cricket Nets have started back up this week and it looks like a full season's ahead of us. The ECB brought out its guidelines slash roadmap to return to cricket. No surprises to see it's not much has changed from last year. So my question is, guys, uh, any major thoughts? Did you think we would start on time this year? And uh, do you think that there'll be much change throughout the season? Well, for, I was surprised we started on time, I think, personally. But in saying that, I think when we did start last season, I thought it all worked well. I thought we were everything that was sanitising after six overs and all the things they put in place, I think it all worked well. So I'm a little surprised, but at the same time, I can see why it is starting because it did work so well last season. Yeah, I think the advantage this year is obviously, like Luke said, we, we'd done it all last season. So it's all the ECB haven't got to come up with some anything new. And I think the vaccination programmes made a massive difference. So I think in, in, when you're really thinking about it, I think starting on time, I think we're all we're all ready and we all want to go. We all can't wait to get out of the house, really. <laughs> yeah, we all want to go, don't we? Yeah. I think we've been very lucky how it's fell as well. I mean, it all seems to have just fallen into place for the cricket. Obviously, it's not just for the cricket season, but the way we seem to have got over the worst things and we've just started to open back up just as the season's upon us. So that's real good. Yeah, um, not good for us pre for playing pre-season though. It's all going to be shocking come the next couple of weeks. But you it? guys that are playing tomorrow, are absolute psychopaths. By the way, like, <laughs> oh, oh, I can't God. believe it. Like, okay. I, I bowled about twelve balls today, and I feel like my arm's going to fall off. Like, yeah, I've had three net, <laughs> three nets this week, three nets, and I am literally in bits. My, uh, it's everywhere. I, I think I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or what, but it's everywhere. So it's going to be a a real I think you take for granted those like nets in like January to March. 
Got how you. actually match fit you do get in that yeah. period of time. It's nice to get back to nets as well, because it's kind of some sort of normality. And I don't know if everyone else is like myself, where I think I missed about everything for the first hour. And then I flew to one out the middle. And yeah, and no idea how anyone can be starting a game next week. Do you think that like the lack of nets will affect the early season scores? Or do you think it won't have too much of an impact? There's going to be some low ones in there. I think it'll, it'll be, it'll be both ways as well, though. I think there'll be some loose deliveries. Some loose shots as well. <laughs> yeah. And some drop catches, though. The loose deliveries get wickets anyway. <laughs> I've I got to be honest, we were talking yesterday and we all said that the first few weeks, it's going to be like I, watching England in, in the T20s and the, the one day. I just have a feeling teams are going to be either scoring 300 or 60. <laughs> that's what I could see start of the season because it is going to be loose as you say it's going to be interesting well I guess everyone's on the same playing field um, obviously maybe not overseas overseas is probably going to come over and kill all our all our standard hopes because we haven't trained at all and they're going to be class but I guess on a, <laughs> on a majority the, everyone's on sort of same playing field in terms of no one's really trained mm. so at least everyone's going to be bad it's one of those things this season as well It's it's been a major decision for many of the clubs especially in the mainly in the top two divisions in regards to getting an overseas in because it's well there's Pelsall in the Birmingham League who had theirs refused so it's kind of do do clubs go for it this season or do they not and I think Warfield you decided not to this year Joe um yeah we currently don't have an overseas um it's not 100% but at the same time it's we're, we're the season's fast approaching so we we, I'm not. I'm not going to say we're not, definitely not going to get one, but it's grown increasingly unlikely. Yeah. Mm. Whereas Ludlow, you've uh, recruited well by the looks of it, Luke. Excited to get him on board. Yeah, we are. But um, the plan was for him to go up to Kenya to do the first part of his quarantine from South Africa. Um, but uh, Kenya's just been put on the red list, so I'm not quite sure what's going to happen now. I, there was a bit of a message today saying there is something now put in place again. But again, who knows really, because things change all the time, don't they? In South Africa, mm. When's he actually uh, getting here, Luke? He was supposed, I think he was just missing the first game. Right. Do isolation when he gets here, because they still have to self-isolate when they get here. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a new rule that um, I think... You're overseas, come over. They they have to quarantine for at least five days. But if they give you a, a, a negative test, they can actually play. Really? All right. So, okay. uh, you, you might want to look down that route because that's what we've done at Wem, and that's what we've looked up anyway. Yeah, the, the bloke from WFX is a good guy and he's helped us out. So I'm sure it'll be sorted soon enough. Yeah, I think it's about time that we move ourselves on to the main part of the show because I don't, I think we should save Alex's big announcement and we don't really need to go and talk to him about overseas just yet, do we, Alex? Uh, well, it's just turned eight o'clock, so I've just, uh, somebody has just tweeted from the Quad CC account uh, um, that we were announcing an overseas player. Was it Shropshire Banter messaging you? You know, was he? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea who Shropshire Banter is. It could, yeah. be, could be anyone. <laughs> Um, but he seems to have gone quiet actually over the last six months. And yeah, he has a bit. We've him getting back up there. Where are you, Carl Starling? Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've confirmed an overseas player and he's in the country. Originally, we had signed a South African lad, but obviously, as Luke said earlier, you know, 
the red list travel ban was always going to be a bit of an issue getting him over. You know, we made the decision just to, you know, cancel that, try and source somebody else from a country that wasn't on a red list. So I spoke to the agents and whatever, and we signed a guy called Shaquille Richards from Barbados. <laughs> Actually funny, I think um, Howard went to pick him up from the airport and apparently he, he arrived on the plane with about four other lads all other, all carrying cricket bags as well. So, um, yeah. Well, I do hear apparently he plays Call of Duty with Joffrey Archer. So, yeah. That, whether that tells you he's a good cricketer or not, I don't know. <laughs> you know we well, have, we got a, we've got to get him on this podcast. Eh? <laughs> we haven't got a great track record with overseas recently. So, um, well, you know, you've got, you've got a good track record with West Indians, though, haven't you? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, well, I don't know whether this goes out in Anguilla, but you know, um, Kishon, he was a lovely lad. <laughs> Hopefully, he's going to be good for us. I think his quarantine ends just in time so he can play the friendly. We're playing Beacon on the 10th. No, when I say Beacon, I mean, you know, the proper Beacon. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, not the pub. The pub's I, 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 I I've never even been... <laughs> yeah. I've never even been to Frankville. I don't even know where it is, but, you know. The proper Beacon. Joe will know what I'm talking about. The proper Beacon. Yeah, we, we play them tomorrow, actually, so it's yeah. good. The Greens are a good, good laugh there. Um, yeah, that, that's great. And may I just <laughs> say that the, the opinions of Andy Harrison are his alone, not the Calcorn. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is Jamie? <laughs> I, I, I wish he was here because he'd be on the end of the road right now. <laughs> now that's a fact. That is a fact. Is that going to get cut out then? Oh, no. Right. I think it's time to move ourselves on to the main part of the show. And yeah, here we go. It's the 2021 Shropshire County Cricket League Premier Division pre-season preview. So it's that time of year again, and we're now going to go through every side in the Shropshire County Cricket League Premier Division, reviewing their off-season work, their successes in previous years, and predicting what we think they'll do in 2021, before ending with the much-loved Harrison's hierarchy. So this season, we've got Old Scott, Maidley, we've got Ludlow, we've got Frankton, Newport, Quartz, Sentinel, Shelton, Shrewsbury second 11 and Wellington and finally Whitchurch and Werfield. So thoughts on the division this season. Do you think it's much improved from 2019? Well, I suppose you can say we've replaced uh, when were the, uh, you know, went up obviously that year and we've replaced them with, I guess, three other teams. So we've nobody came down. So it's three teams from who's come up actually. So, whether you can say it's better or not, I'm not sure. But whether the, I think some of the teams have strengthened, you know, I think looking around, there's been a lot of signings going around and potentially a lot of money flying around as well. So could be an exciting season from that prospect. I agree there. Um, I think it would be the standard at the top of the league, I think is going to be better. I think it's going to be a lot tighter. But whether the bottom half is going to be as good 
that remains to be seen, I think. But the top half, I think, is going to be quite tight. Mm. Yeah, I sort of think there's, there's going to be a few teams this season. I think the top, the top teams in the league will stay the top teams in the league for as long as this, for the next five, ten years, as it has done in the last five years, if you like. But I think there's some teams with the potential to cause some big upsets this year, which is some of them maybe not have happened in the last couple of years. So you might see league titles have been decided on the top two playing each other. Whereas I think this year there could be a few bogey sides that turn up and when they do turn up, they roll over and cause some shock. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll get into it a bit later, but some of my thoughts are like, you know, is especially when you look at the, the relegation battle that's going to happen, I think it's which of the teams can step up against the big teams, you know, get points or get a win, get a losing draw or, or even a, a surprise win, you know. And there are some teams down there that have got some serious players that, you know, on their day at home, they can do a job on somebody, you know. I always um, also look at the bigger picture as well with relegation and promotion. Um, you, you've got to look at the league above. So the Birmingham League Division One, if say Shropshire sides got relegated, that makes the battle at the bottom of the Shropshire Prem even bigger because more teams will be coming back into the league, and also it does make puts more pressure on the clubs at the top as well because if if they're looking for, to get promotion, you know clubs coming down from the Birmingham League are going to be strong squads, so they've then got to you know they've got to play even better the year after. So it's I look at it, it's really interesting. Look, it's an interesting look the league, strong mm. league as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a clear favourite to win the league. And equally, I don't think there's a, there's clear favourites to go down. Cool. Oh, yeah. It should be a tasty game. <laughs> Shoesby second versus Wellington first. Because Wellington first, Shoesby first, yeah. up against the Birmingham Prem once upon a time. Mm. Yeah, it must, it must be a bit of a comeback for Wellington, that. Yeah. Imagine that. I think there's pressure on them this year, actually, Wellington. Yeah. Big pressure, yeah. Big okay. pressure. Sleeping giant, you know, and yeah, really that yeah. you know they should be a Birmingham League side, and the fact that they're playing Shrewsbury twos, I mean, yeah, can't be, we can't are be recording it. He could stitch us all up here. <laughs> right, let's get back on it. This please. is happening. Right, he could stitch us up. That's not getting cut out. Right, so let's get ourselves started, and we'll start with team number one, and we're going to start with Oscar Heath. So Oscar in 2018 uh, got promoted as champions, and 2019 that quite well. It's quite infamous now. Amazingly stayed up in the final game of the season. And really? last year had a really good season, actually, in their regional, finishing fourth out of sixth in their Clive Smith group, which I think, you know, is pretty decent. They've also brought in a couple people. They brought in Tom Matthews, someone you know, Andy, from Sentinel. We'll talk about that in a second. They brought in Mornay. They're overseas. We did find out the surname, but I can search it out again. And... Uh, They've lost, though, Luke Thornton to Shrewsbury, Andy Flan to Boma Heath and Sam Minter to Column. Obviously, Luke Thornton being the main one there, I'd say. So, our thoughts, and we'll start with Andy. Uh, Tom Matthews coming in from Sentinel, someone who I know you thought should have had more first-team games last season. Well, I think, he was, I think he's a fantastic lovman. Um, I think his, um, his, his batting's been a bit of an issue the last few years. He's a bit gun ho Joe, Joe will know him from playing at Worthfield. I would have thought, do you know him, Jack? Remember him? Yeah, so I've, I've probably played probably four or five seasons with Tom. And yeah. when he's on, when he's on, yeah. he's a very good player. And he's, yeah. he's a good bloke. Like, he's a nice kid. But, yeah. yeah, he just seems to have struggled the last couple of years. I just think at, at Sentinel, you know, the, the wealth of talent we've had at Sentinel, with especially with the bat, I think he's really struggled. And when he has been given a chance, unfortunately, he hasn't quite come off. 
Um, so I think a move for some players it can work magic, can't it? So hopefully the lad will do well. He's a, he's a lovely lad. And as I say, he's a very talented wicketkeeper. So big loss for Sentinel and a great, um, great signing for uh, Allscott. I mean, obviously, I think Thornton's a big miss. You know, they're going to, with the bat and the ball, I think he was a really, really good player for them last year. Um, but going back to what we were saying earlier, I think Allscott are a team that can always turn up on a day. And, you know, the fact that, you know, they had to win on the last day and they did in 2019 to stay up, that tells you the kind of team they are. I think, for me, yeah, Tom Matthews, good signing, I think, for that for them. I really do think he's a good signing. And I think, I don't think they had, I can't remember who was keeping for them, but I think that's a good, good signing. Yeah, it was Jack, Jack Case, it was. Oh, was it Jack He got a 50 against us. Um, good youngster, good youngster. Yeah, he was decent. Um but having Tom in there as well adds runs as well. As well, you know, he's another batter as well as a gloveman. But um, I know, um, is, there, is there overseas a South African? Mm, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Interesting to see yeah. if he comes, if he gets here, you know. It's um, not more name Orkel, is it? Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, they're, they're probably going to be down the bot, bottom of bottom end of the table for me, but I mean, they're always the kind of team that fight hard and Carl's always got a, a a crazy innings in him where he can take any team apart in the league with his mm. arm guard and no cap or lid, which just offends me. So, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I asked him once, I was like, why do you wear an arm guard? I've never seen anyone get hit on the arm at our club level. Yeah, He didn't have an answer, he just whacked the next ball for six. Yeah. Exactly what, exactly what Carl Starling loves to do. Fair play to him. What would we say would be a good season for All Scott? Where where would we like them to be? So in terms of All Scott, for me, they are rubbish first half of the season. And I think they'll admit that. But when they hit August, they're actually a real good team. They seem to think, right, right, we need to get our act together and start playing some cricket now. Um, so, yeah, if they can actually put some get, string some wins together towards the start of the season, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll stay up. So they've got They've got a good team spirit. They all get on well. And if this overseas can match what Luke did last year, I don't think they'll have a problem staying up. But at the same time, they can't play the cricket they play in April, May and June because it's just, it isn't good enough. But then we played them in September last game of the season last year and they were class. So mm. it depends which all Scott you get. I agree with that because we actually played them in a, in a double header. So we played them first half and the first game second half. And the first half we played them at home and yeah, they, they weren't very good. Luke almost, well, I'd say almost seen them. He gave, he gave them a little bit of help. But then went to their place. First game, second half of our little group. It was almost like playing against a different side. They had almost uh, team spirit. They drive, wanted to win. You could tell that because they ended up winning the game. with and, and Luke put in a, I think he scored a 50 to win the game from chasing. So there's big boots to fill there. Uh, I think they need... I don't know what this morning is like, but I think they need some sort of bowler from somewhere. A couple of bowlers short in my eyes, especially with losing Luke. You know this morning is going to have a good time at All Scott because they can drink some beer they can. Oh. Whenever they come to your club, yeah. you, know you know they're seeing them off. So. Hey, I tell you what, I, I had a, a story once. I was out, met some of the All Scott lads, and we're walking home, and Jace Allen was absolutely bladdered. He lost his jacket. I'm not going to say what else he lost. He lost something quite personal. And he lost a shitload of money. And, he, and the next day he was like texting me going, I've lost this. I don't know where it is. I was like, oh my God, what a mess. 
but they they love it. They love it. They're a great bunch of lads. They they really do. They deserve to be in the prem just on that alone. Oh, yeah. Just 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 <laughs> yeah, just for that. Definitely. And like yeah. Alex said before as well, if you back first against him and don't score what you think is quite enough against a weak bowling attack, you got the likes of Carl who opened the batting and all of a sudden, like it was an airplane, she took the game away from us. Mm-hmm. The first sort of five five to ten overs, the game was almost gone. We're fighting so hard to try and pull it back, but it just got off to an absolute flyer. And then Jack Place was just puzzling along at the other end. So if if that's their sort of partnership, then yeah. if you good. add Tom Matthews to that as well, I mean that's not yeah. a bad that's not a bad top six. Then you know you're dying to look all right there. Yeah, I think that moves us on to our next team and another team that are good friends with Andy. I get on with them really well. They're a great bunch of lads. They still need to train better. Um, but they're uh, no, they're a great bunch of they're lads. They're in the nets today. I, <laughs> mate, I know. I've seen Twitter. We get tagged in it every I, time. I do. I do love it. I do li- giving it. I like giving them a bit of shit. But they're, they're honestly they're a great bunch, and I hope they go really well. Yeah. So if you haven't worked it out already, it's uh, the infamous Frankton CC. So Frankton relegated in 2018, and then promoted by finishing in third in 2019, but finished sixth out of sixth in the Mike Robinson division. They've brought in three players this season. They brought in Lloyd Phillips or someone who previously played Frankton from Barkby United in Leicestershire. Yuri Pugh, another person who we know from Beacon Cricket Club. That's a big loss for Beacon. And they've got in overseas Dylan Sudera, who's been uh, lighting it up in the Sri Lankan Cricket League this season, scoring runs all over the place and on the verge of playing for Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, they just seem to always do it with overseas. They always seem to get a good overseas, which is fantastic for the league. Uh, as uh, as Joe said, I do, I love seeing overseas and I like to see him do well. Uh, Lloyd Phillips, I know, I'm, I'm really chuffed he's come back. He's a lovely lad. And Yuri, I'm glad he's um, he's turned around and, and gone back to Frankton because, uh, you know, he's got so much potential. And, you know, even if it is difficult in the Prem, I hope he just gives it a good go this year. Yeah, I think with Yuri as well, not Yuri, Dylan, sorry. I've made an early call here. I think he has potential to be the leading whip taker in the league, which will be massive for them. Huge. He's going to, he'll win a lot of games from left arm spinners just gold dust, as yeah. quite know with, with Gaz. So, yeah, I, I think he could be a massive sign for them. He could put them out of relegation scat, I think. You play for your country at whatever level, it's, you're going to be a decent player. What do we think there, Joe? Um, look, I'm, I can't, I can't say I know too much about the Frankton team. Uh, one thing I will say is I've never played there on a rainy day. It always seems to be nice weather, um, which gives me good memories of the club. But um, it's going to take a lot of getting used to as a young lad coming over. If you're used to Sri Lankan depth and you're playing on slow, low green seamers, I'm not sure he's going to, unless he's a business, he's not going to adapt straight away. But I'll be honest, I had them down as rele- relegation contenders, and they probably were until I found out this lad played for Sri Lanka. Uh, they were in my, they were probably bottom of the division for me, but that's only maybe due to me not knowing that much about them. But look, I still think they'll be down there. I think you've got to look at a full squad to be to see how a team's going to go for the entire season. Like, yeah, they could win a couple of games, but you need a full squad of players, and if you have a couple of holidays the team might not be that great in quite a few weeks and you can't rely on a Sri Lankan every week who's only 18, 19, 20. So I think they'll struggle, but at the same time, I don't know enough of the lads to say for sure. Yeah. I think it's runs for them at the end of the day. That's what it's gone down. Got hell, I think, needs to needs to fire. 
He had a good season a few years ago, didn't he? Like a real gun season a couple of years in a row. And I think him and Will Key are the big guns for them. And and does this yeah. Lankan bat as well? I think he does. Yeah, yeah he does. Batting all round mm, yeah. yeah. So I think uh, it's one of those. I think that they're they're one of those teams that if the if he's if the overseas turns out to be gun, then they'll stay up, obviously. But yeah. if he's not quite there, then they they could struggle up. You know, I, 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 I got to be honest, Alex. I I know what you mean, but I think they're a tight, such a tight knit group. When when the chips mm. are down, every so often it can be really hard work. And once you're on top of them and they're losing games, that's where they can struggle. But let, let's just hope this season they can come through and this overseas can do bits. Uh, and as a squad, they can they can really achieve something this season. Yeah, they're a good group of mates, aren't they, Andy? And uh, proper base by cricket as well. That is, so I love them in the league. One of the best places to play cricket. It's, the best it's a lovely team. Miles away there. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not too far for us too, but yeah, for you guys, it's an <laughs> absolute Those guys who live in Staffordshire, you know, miles <laughs> away. But yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's going to be it's going to be a case of whether this Dylan Sedera can bat and everyone can kind of bat around him, really, isn't it? Like if you can, if he can just bat through, and then you can get a big innings, like big hitting innings from Wilkie, which you know you, Tom Wilkie is well capable of. You know, he smashed it up in Division One in 2019. If if he if he can bat around everyone else, then surely that's, an that's job, another good thing. But I guess you've got to pick up the wickets as well as, as getting the runs in the Prem. Yeah, totally agree. I signed Wilkie at the same time as Luke Miles. Can you remember? Yeah. yeah. And they come to Kund right, yeah. with all that potential. Oh, <laughs> I remember them days. But yeah, Wilkie's he's he's one of them that can he can turn a game on its head. But mm. I think. The more he matures as a batsman, the more I think he will produce and uh, give, hopefully, them match-winning performances. So, boys, just uh, obviously we spoke about all the cricketers. Can you just quickly whiz through your um, one-to-watch, please? Well, the obvious answer is Dylan, but I've put down Scott Hale. Mm. Just because I think he's got a lot of potential. I think myself and Joe saw that at County a few times, maybe on games in our age group, didn't he? He's obviously yeah, he's got, got the quality there, so he just needs to just needs to put it in the middle. He needs to stay sober. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is something coming from us yeah. lot on the podcast. What about you, Joe? What do you think, mate? Um, I'm going to be boring again. I'm going to go for it. If they've got, a, if they're going to stay up, he's got to be the business, and mm. so I'm going to go for him. He'll be good to watch, and hopefully, he's a handy player. Yeah, Alex, um, I'm going to go a bit left field. Jordan Parry. Yes. Oh, we all love Jordan. Absolute legend. Oh, we all. I'll tell you what, me and Joe, yeah, we we, we rate him so much. Absolute legend. Wrexham number one fan. (laughs) I was about to say. And the lad does absolutely everything. (laughs) He'll bat. He's got a Shropshire League, like, Prem ton. He keeps. He bowls off. He's, you know, whatever he wants, whatever you need from him. I think his mum does the tease, doesn't she? Proper club man. Proper yeah, club man. Awesome. Proper club man. He's just an awesome bloke anyway. Love Jordan, so, yeah. Yeah. My final question for you guys is who do you think are going to be the teams that Frankton are going to be targeting as who are the teams that they're going to have to beat if they're going to, like we said, stay up? Yeah, they got they have to do the double O roles, I think any I think any of those promoted sides, they've got to be looking at all Scott obviously stayed up on the last day in 2019, and they gotta think, well, we gotta beat them. You know, that's the standard. We've got to we've got to do them, like Luke said. You've always got to beat yeah, the teams that... around you, haven't you? Right. So I think that perfectly moves us on to our next team and and a team that we have one of their players on the podcast. So 
Ludlow Cricket Club in the last three seasons in 2018, they finished sixth. Then they finished eighth in 2019 and then finished fifth out of six in the Clive Smith group last season. They've lost Sam Roberts to Wellington and Alfie Hollyhead to Shrewsbury, but brought in, as we said, Jason Oakes is overseas and also got an ex-England international as their head coach. So, Luke, I think we might as well just start with yourself. Tell us what your thoughts are in regards to Ludlow moving into this season. Yeah, um, moving into this season, I think last season we played an awful lot of kids, which was always our plan to try and give them some sort of experience with the Shropshire League. Um, whether it's the right thing to do or wrong thing to do, we feel like it's the right thing to do just for when they are ready to step up they've had some sort of experience. Um, we've got Jason Oakes in from South Africa. Fingers crossed he does come over. He's in unbelievable form at the minute, I think, for, oh, I'm not sure who he's playing for. Is it Kazuli Natal or something, someone like that, I think. Um, he's in unreal form. I've watched a few videos of him back. Yeah, he's, he's just quality. We've lost Sam Roberts and Abby Hollyheads. Sam to Wellington. He's a loss for the club because he did a lot of coaching. Um, so it's a big loss for us. Kept wicket for us a bit last season, middle order batsman. But I think he's just someone who sort of just fell out of love with cricket. So I think moving to Wellington is a good move for him. They've got a good coach there in Ross Edwards. So hopefully he'll learn off him coaching-wise and fingers crossed one day we'll have him back as a better player and a better coach. So hopefully long-term that will benefit Ludlow. And again, for Alfie, he opened the ball for us a bit. But again, going to Shrewsbury, big club, second eleven. Good coaches, so again, fingers crossed he improves his cricket and one day comes back. Fair play, that's that's, that's fantastic, mate. Uh, what what do you realistically look to to do in the season? Where do you look to finish? What's your goal? I think realistically for us, we would want a mid-table, comfortable finish, but our goal being pushing for that top four and giving the top sides a really, really, really good game. Just being a really hard side to beat, just compete as hard as we can, first over to last over. Um, and see where we end up. We've got a few players back, a few players more committed this season. So it, it's shaping up nicely. So it remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, guys, we've heard what Luke thinks about Ludlow's season. What are our thoughts? Well, I think Ludlow are class, you know. I mean, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, they, they beat us the last game, of the season, well, the last league game of the last season. And, you know, to a certain extent, that tells you everything you need to know about Ludlow. I mean, Luke, Luke and Will that day, like, absolutely hammered us, to be honest. And, you know, they've got some real grafters in that side that on their day can really, you know, and, and it's all well and good sometimes we talk about, you know, doing it against the bottom teams and the people relegate. you got to beat the other team. But when you've got people in your side who can do it against the top teams, you know, that does make the difference. And I think that, you know, sometimes maybe I think that you, Luke, and, and Will as, as well, like, carry maybe a couple of people in your side, which means that you, you end up mid-table a lot of the time. And I think that if, if this overs but if this overseas comes in, you could do have a real good season because, you know, there's no, less pressure on you and Will with the bat, you know, to literally have to score the runs, you know. Um, look, I mean, I think, being totally honest, I think you'll finish mid-table, Luke. Um, but I am excited to see this new lad coming over. I think he looks the business. And I know they're all going to look the business on the highlights reel because that's how they get the money when they come over. But I think he looks good. And if, 
if I could have a little each way bet, I'd put Ludlow in the uh, in the finals there at Worthfield on what mm. the, the 20th of July. I think they'll, I think they'll, you've got to win two games to get there, and I think you'll do that. I think he could be a pretty handy team when it comes to 2020 games. Mm. Um, and that could be quite exciting to see him. So, yeah, I'd fancy in the 2020s. Do I think you'll? I don't think you'll get top four, but I think you'll be, you'll have a comfortable season. And I like the way your club's going as well. With I think you've had some new nets, haven't you? And you got a coach in there, which is it's good to see. Like it's good to see that you're actually putting the effort in, and and that's good for the future. So I don't think you'll get close this year at all. But that's no disrespect to you. You're going in the right direction. I think, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to say one thing, Luke. I think it's unbelievable as a as a club. I, I look at. Ludlow a lot of the time you do seem to lose a lot of players don't you over over the years like yeah. anyone that comes through that develops and looks decent bang they're gone and they go to the big clubs don't they look at James uh, yeah. well yeah exactly mate. Uh, that, that game at Sentinel when he scored a ton yeah. and you scored whatever and you knocked it off yeah. was it non down or one down or one down yeah yeah exactly and and as soon as you see a glimpse of quality at uh, Ludlow it seems to be taken out your grasp, and uh, yeah, I hope I hope you get back to you know sort of again. I hope you get to mid table this season. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit I don't know. There's a lot of good sides in that league. I'm, I'm being honest. My you know I always give my honest opinion on this podcast, but yeah, well, I think you know, finished second in 2017. So. Yeah, mate, you, you you've had a good side, but it's the chopping and changing every year which I look at, yeah. and I look at it, and I'm like, wow, there's so many players that have gone and come back, and then a lot of the lads, a few lads, stopped playing cricket for a bit, didn't they? And then they've come yeah, back. Yeah, they stopped and personal lives and all that sometimes yeah. takes over a little bit, doesn't it? So it does take time, but hopefully you can you can prove me wrong, which is what we always like in the podcast. We like people proving us wrong. Um, yeah. And I hope you have a really good season. Nice. So we'll move ourselves on to the next team. I would I would ask everyone for their opinion, but we'll we'll get to that at the end when we get onto the Harrison's hierarchy. Yes. So we move on to another team, another team who've done quite a bit of business and who look to be, well, putting in some putting in some good purchases well we say purchases but uh good transfers so last three seasons they in 2018 they finished fourth in 2019 they finished ninth and 2020 they finished sixth out of sixth but they've bought in the likes of james ralph um friend of the podcast from quat uh we'll get we'll talk to alex about that uh i know he's a regular down Warfield uh because we saw him when, when he was down the bar re- recently, and obviously, and uh, Kelvin Rogerson and Kieran Osborne, both from Brosley, and they have also got an overseas, Yasoda Mendes. So, first things first, Alex, they've signed James Ralph, someone who Andy said was a, a big player for Quats. Uh, is he going to be a big loss for you this season? And uh, what do you think that Ralphie can bring to Maidley this season? Um, I think he's going to help my idea a lot. He'll he'll be their man. He'll be their talisman. I think he's their captain. He's going to bring a lot of the other players up to a standard. I think um, you know Martin Boyle's had the captaincy for a couple of years there, and uh, you know other people have been captain. I think sometimes as a bowler, it's very difficult to be a captain. You know because you got to think about your own bowling, and then you know I think he. It'll be a it'll free up Martin to free up Boyley to actually you know do his job, you know, and just concentrate on that rather than sorting out the team. Um, Ralphie, he's getting on a bit, <laughs> um, you know, he's a little not as mobile as he in the field as he once was, um, but he still has got well and yeah, not as 
prolific with the bat as he once was. I mean, the guy's got a fantastic record mm. and he'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> he's got a fantastic record, uh, you know, and scored a lot of hundreds, but not as many hundreds in the last few years. But that's not to say he's not a fantastic player. I, I still think he's going to score a lot of runs for them. He took a lot of wickets for us. I think he won the bowling averages a couple of times. But when you come in on bowling at 90 for six, it's a little bit easier. I did um, I did call it, Alex, in the uh, the run-up to the final last year. I did say that he could be a massive miss in, in, in Quats final, just that experience. And obviously with what happened to Windy Miller with the injury and a few other injuries. I mean, obviously your first team that played the last game against Wellington, there was a few players that had come up from the, the second team. So, Well, know, personally, I think that Windy was a bigger loss on that last day. Okay. He'd been setting the tone all season with the bat. Mm. Literally all season, he set the tone out most games. I think he only got about one, a couple of 50s or whatever. I remember he scored a 50 at Warfield and just took the game away from him. You know? Will he be Will he be playing this season? Do we know? Because I know he's uh, you know, highly unlikely. Back to fit, fitness, but yeah. highly unlikely. So yeah, like we said, James Ralph, someone who's experienced, may are we are we saying that it may bring Madeley up a few levels? But yeah, I think you know, that's standard. He knows cricket, and he's going to be a great captain for them. You know whether he'll do the business himself mm. as much with the bat and the ball. You know, with not with not as good a team around him. Maybe questionable, but he could sure. prove everybody wrong and smash us all around. Um, look, I, I love Ralph Fitz. He's a great bloke, but he's a bowler these days. He's not a batsman. He, and, and Biz, I'm going to call you out here as well. You, I think you're trying to be a bit like play it down, but I do think you miss Ralphie quite a lot now. I, I know that might not, he might not be the po- most popular bloke in the changing room, but I don't think you can take anything away from him. He takes a lot of wickets. He doesn't go through any runs. And he plays some big innings for you. So I do think you missed him quite a lot. I think it's easy for you to say you didn't miss him. But I think you did. And I think for Maley, look, I think they'll finish fifth, sixth. I think they haven't got the squad to go and challenge. But I think they'll be fine. They'll probably have a decent overseas. But yeah, I think they'll just be mid-table. I agree. Um, But they'll they'll be fine. And I like what you said, Alex, about freeing up uh, Boyley. I just think he needs to just... Run up and bowl. Yeah, I agree. I think Ralphie going there and taking over captain is just going to free up Martin so much. I think he's a really good bowler anyway. Yeah, but now he, now with Ralphie being captain, I think he's just going to take up another notch. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a handful for me to face first up. So I think that nicely moves us on to Newport a team who finished in the Birmingham League Division Three seventh, then in 2019 finished sixth in the Prem and last season finished third out of six in the Premier Division, uh, Clive Smith Division. Yeah, no transfers in or out from what we've seen here, which is mainly down to the fact that they haven't posted anything on social media. So they may have, but I don't know. Uh, so thoughts on Newport. Obviously, last season lost my Sam Jaffrey. Yeah. So uh, big loss for them and possibly... Are we, are we saying like a lot of a lot of the strain lies on yeah he's, he's a good spinner he's a good player yeah he does there's no ins and outs that we've heard of nothing really going on Sam Pap's a good player any do any of you boys know anything different or not what's uh, what's the crap? no, no I, I don't know anything about him really I only know the only player I know from there is Ryan Jacob but I don't know what he's doing 
I rate that um, to Sam Davis, opening bowler, and that's that's eight, I think. Yeah. He whacked the six against us in like 25 balls or something, Daft. Mm-hmm. So if that's the sort of player they've got coming in at eight this season, I don't know what they're going to be like. Yeah, big mystery team. I mean, they relied heavily on a couple of players, I felt, last year. You know, Shabba Khan, you know, he gets a lot of wickets, but he bowls a lot of overs as well. Mm. He bowls his full quota every week. Yeah. Is all I'm going to say. I think if they're going with the same team they went in last year with, um, I know there was a bit of an emphasis on them trying to get some more youngsters in from speaking to a couple of spectators when I was there. But if they go in the same team there last year, I think they'll be fine. Like for me, Shabir Khan is one of the best spinners in the league, arguably the best. He takes a lot of wickets, and yeah, he's playing on the Newport deck every week, so you probably could take a lot of wickets. But he's a very good player, and we played two cracking games against them, and they were they were a good team. So I think I think they'll be fine. But again, they'll be your mid tables. With I'm hearing some I'm hearing some rumours as about they might sign somebody, certain Welsh individual. Griffiths, not Griffiths. Oh, Jamie Griffiths. I don't know. You didn't hear that from me. Even though this is recording. Very interesting. (laughs) Mm. And they've got a load of great boozers as well after the game. If you want to stay around, you can can have a good circuit. And have a good heckle on the side of the pitch as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that moves us on nicely on to... I don't know how we explain this, really. Uh, a team who finished second in 2018, a team who finished second again in 2019, and then somehow, despite winning their division, finished second in 2020. All right, enough. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I think you've called yourselves the bridesmaids. Uh, Quat CC. So you've brought in Tom Whitney from Warfields. The Whitneys are everywhere and obviously lost James Ralph. I, I think, Alex, I think we'll start with yourself on uh, Quat. Yeah, I mean, I think personally the strength of our side comes from the fact that we got the best captain in the league. You know, and not many people can deny that. You might not like playing against him. You might. I love it. You, you know, but he's the best captain in the league. And I think over the past few years, he's brought a squad together that, you know, anybody that we bring in stays, you know, apart from Ralph, who's left this year. But if, with the people we're bringing in are staying at the club, you know, and, and we're building something. And I don't, one of the main strengths that we have is that we don't, we have, I don't see that we've got a weak link. I think, you know, in the seam bowling department, we've got, one of the fastest bowlers in the league, Ryan Weldon, and then I think one of the most underrated seamers in the league, in Jed. You know, the the guy's got, you know, I think I think he's probably the best seamer in the league over the past five years. And then batting wise, we bat down to probably number ten. You know, number nine. You think about if Craig's batting number nine, a guy who's got two Shropshire League hundreds. Jed's got a Shropshire League fifty opening the batting at number ten. You know, we can do it all the way down. And I think signing the Millers last year was fantastic signing. They've just freed them up. I think, you know, talking about people being freed up, not having the responsibility on their shoulders, those two guys are only going to flourish at Quart CC. And bringing Whitney back means you haven't got me symbols behind the stumps anymore, slagging people off. And Joe, and Joe will testify to that and a lot of the Warfield boys and... I think a lot of the people in the Shropshire League will be relieved that I'm not going to be badgering in their ear this season. But hopefully I'll be turning my arm over a few times, you know, 
during the season. But, um, you know, and I think the main thing as well for us psychologically and maybe psychologically for a lot of teams is our overseas is here. Mm. He's in the country, you know. He's confirmed he's playing for us this year. And I think a lot of question marks around us, some other overseas at other clubs, you know. And I think maybe, hopefully, this year is our year. You know, and I think we are. I think we're going to be definitely up there in that top three, challenging. Do you, you know, do you think it, it? Do you think it can become a mental block though? When you're when you're really pushing that much, I know what you're like. You're a, as as a group of players. I know you really, really are fighting to go up every season. Mm-hmm. And I know Craig gives you that mentality because I know what Craig's like. Playing mm-hmm. against him, he's literally he's got white line fever. He's a lovely bloke off the pitch. Get on with him really well. Get on that pitch. It's win, win, win. And uh, and I can't can't mock it it's just a way to be definitely and I think sometimes I mean I can talk about last year the Wellington game you know you talk about it being a knockabout season you know it wasn't a knockabout season for us mm-hmm. we wanted to totally win you know? and I think and like the last game of the season that when a couple of years ago when they we got rolled for 50 I think sometimes we can want it a bit too much yeah and you you, you know you get to those crunch games and you just want it too much and, but I think that you know I think you got to remember that we've come second all these years running. Mm. We, we ain't exactly had a good overseas. No. Do, we've do you done think it all by ourselves, you know? Do you think by losing to Wellington, that, that really, it sounds that, but you could have left a marker there, couldn't you, winning that, just to say, look, we're here to, we mean business. You know, Wellington, I don't think, I, I don't know really... Was their squad as good as yours last season? I'm not sure. Um, it's it's one of them. They've won it and they won it outright and they deserve to win it because they've won it. But, um, you know, I looked at it and I couldn't believe you'd lost the final. So, Well, it's one of them where uh, we ain't beat them. Yeah. Since they came down, they beat us every single game. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think Wellington are a good side and they take it very seriously. Yeah, oh, they're yeah, and a really well-run team, aren't they? Well-run. Really well I think that... I think bringing Tommy back is going to be so important this year. He brings that just happiness to back with Tommy. He's just an absolute hero. He's, a, he's you know. a lovely lad. He's a lovely lad as well. So, and and I think he just he'll give make everyone just relax that little bit and play our own games. And I think one thing I will say about us this year is we're going to be a lot better in the field. I think um, we've had a slightly aging squad over the past mm. couple of years. But, you know, bringing Tommy back with the gloves means I can get back in the field. You know, we've got the overseas company who's in the field. We've got people like Scott Ferber, Ali Plank, you know, the, these these kind of guys in the field that can make the difference. I mean, Joe will tell you about getting run out by Ollie at uh, mid-off at, uh, at quite a couple of years ago, <laughs> which is uh, one that Ollie enjoyed very much. Um, but I think that's where we have been weak in the last couple of years. And I think that we'll pick up on that bit a little bit this year as well. Joe, so I'm interested to hear your... If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market opinion on Quat because obviously Werfield Quat is one of the biggest rivalries in Shropshire cricket so uh, it, it is the biggest rivalry in Shropshire yes. cricket I think uh, <laughs> the biggest and that's there's no question about that if you if you're on that field with the 22 lads like you know and to be fair Quat have had the wool over our eyes a few times in the last few years I don't think we've beaten for a couple of years now um, and we can't take anything away from them. They're a good team. And we keep saying, oh, they're getting older. Like, they're going to fail, but they don't. They just, they, they stay the same. Like, they, they don't lose their ability. They're a good, they're a good team. Mm. And no one will take that away from them. Signing Whitney is a good signing. He's a great kid and he'll, he will be missed. Like, he's just a nice lad. And I don't, I think anyone who knows Tom Whitney will know that he's, he's just, he's just a nice guy. Like, you can't, well, if he wants, if he wants to go back to court, then that's fine. Like, it's, it's what he wants to do. And, you just can't knock him. Um, and it's going to be nice to see Biddle doing fine legs, fine legs this season. Um, <laughs> straight by with that. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I know he made a little mention in the WhatsApp group about me playing twos this year, but I reckon after four ducks in a row, first four games, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the twos at Quat. So, yeah, I'm, I, they'll be up there. They're in my top three, four. Um, whether they'll go one better and do it this year, I don't know. But, They'll be up there, no questions asked. I don't know what this West Indian is like, but to be honest, without the West Indian, they'd be in the top four. Like they're just mm. a good team. And as he said, Craig gets the best out of Craig could get the best out of anyone, to be mm. fair. I think Jimmy could probably turn you into a half decent player. Um <laughs> Hey, let's not go that no, far. Yeah. Hey, no, but so no, look, some they're, people, they're handy some people are destined to lower league cricket. <laughs> we know they'll be up there, and that's absolutely fine. Like, that's fine. We we look forward to the challenge this year, and hopefully we'll give mm-hmm. them a better game this year, and hopefully we'll start turning that rivalry around, and I don't know, maybe we'll turn them over. But at least we know that Wellington are in the league this year, so if they beat us twice, we know Wellington <laughs> are going to beat them twice. So it's absolutely fine. <laughs> it's one of them where, I mean, I don't know about you, Joe, you're probably the same, but first fixture we look for, is the Worfield fixture. There is one issue in the Worfield game this year. Dan Plank has unfortunately booked his wedding on that day. Oh, wow. Uh, who, like, like, so by accident. Like, like, seriously, this is this is a point we need to bring up on this podcast. Who arranges a wedding during the cricket season on a Saturday? I mean, the guys that look forward to that game more than anyone else. <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm hoping that Craig's best man, you're the page... <laughs> And I hope we can get a few more of the wedding soon. I'll be the ring bearer, mate. Ring bearer, mate. But no, yeah, it'll it'll be it'll probably be the best derby we've had. I think over two games this year than we've had in a few previous years. We'll we'll have more, like loads of beers and we'll have a good time. But as soon as you step over that line, I mean, it, it is it, it, it's as good as it gets in terms of cricket in Shropshire for. I mean, the games are usually crap. We had a good game first <laughs> last season, but they're usually rubbish. Right, so Luke, going to you as the final person and with the final say on this part of the segment where we're talking about Quat. What do you think that Quat need to do this season to get themselves over the line and finally 
rid the shackles of their bridesmaidship and become the <laughs> the bride and become the, the 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 team that come first this season. Yeah, they're turning to Liverpool, aren't they? Evolve, looking like it. Um, but well, they just need to beat Worthfield and Wellington, don't they? As simple as that. I think they're my they're my top three. They are. I'm not sure what order. If I had to pick an order right now, I I think I would pick Quat to win it. But they, I think he's, they got to pick. They got to beat. I don't know. Yeah, they just need, they need to definitely beat Worthfield and Wellington twice to give themselves the best chance of winning that winning the Shropshire Premier League. Nice, and I think that nicely moves ourselves on to the next team, and a team who are well known around the Shropshire County Cricket League, and one that one of our hosts knows very very well. Let's move ourselves on to Sentinel Cricket Club. So Sentinel finished third in 2018, fourth in 2019, and finished second in the Mike Robinson Premier Division last season. They brought in a couple people. They brought in an overseas, Kyle Klein. James Shaw's coming in on a free transfer. Lloyd Edwards has come across some knocking. And Johnny Edmonds, probably one more one for the future, has come in from Acton Reynolds. The big news, obviously, though, is that they've lost Tom Matthews to Allscott. They lost Callum Marsh and, most notably, Joe Yap to Kunz. They've lost Dave Laird to Osrestry and they've lost Craig Heath and Andy Harrison both to Wem. So, a team that we've spoken about quite a lot and Andy has spoken quite a lot about. So, I'm keen to uh, find what you guys think about Sentinel moving into this season. Obviously a very big side and a team who are always there and thereabouts every season and have been pretty recently been in the Birmingham League. So what were our thoughts on Sentinel going into the 2021 season? Personally, I think unless Mal scores, I don't know, 800 to 1,000 runs, I think they are scrapping at the bottom. I have to agree with Luke. I think, I they, think they could be getting ready again. I think I think they are. I think they got on paper. It looks like to me they've got nothing. You look at the players they've lost the, and the, what they're going to replace. I think they they're going to replace hundred wickets a season, and maybe up to two thousand runs. Where's that coming from? They, tell me, all these guys they've signed, they ain't nowhere near the class of the people they've lost. It's just not happening. Not happening. What's your thoughts, Joe? Well, it's nice to just not hear you just sucking up to them because you've jumped on a bailing <laughs> ship, basically. No, they'll they'll be down the bottom. Um, Jimmy Shaw's a lovely lad, though, so I hope he does well for him. Um, good, good player as well, but it, it's yeah, availability with him for me. I worry about his availability as a, as a teacher. I think if he is available every week, he'll he'll do very well for him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's a good player, and um, obviously, we he's a bit this overseas. They've got a bit of an unknown quantity. We don't know how good he's going to be, how well he's going to perform, and if he turns, that's the thing with these teams down the bottom end of the, of the league. If they turn up with their overseas and he's the business, and he wins you four or five games, you stay up. But yeah, you've got to look at the team and think they've lost a lot of players. A lot of players have jumped ship. Um, yourself and Craig included, but that's that's absolutely fine if you want to better your careers. Um, but yeah, there's it all depends on the overseas for me now. Like he could turn up and he could be the business, but if if not, they could be in trouble. I think for Sentinel, they've still got you know they've still got both the Cheshires. Who well, George George Cheshire George has very, an amazing very good, amount of potential. Yeah. By the way, yeah, George Dr. Robotnik. 
if, if you could say one to watch, I think George Cheshire's one to watch. The, the one that impresses me that not a lot of people realise how good he is. Jamie Weir is just unbelievable. All-round ability. I just think mm. he's one of them lads that rocks up. Uh, and it's a bit like training with Wem, seeing Matt Cohen at training. He doesn't really want to do a lot. just wants to chill out. It's just full of natural ability. Jamie Weir is one of them. And the, the only trouble is, like Luke has said about Mal, I agree with what he what he means. Players like him, and I would say Jamie Weir as well, they've got to step up this year. You know, you, you I know you can't have a one man team or anything like that, but when you've got players that good, they need to step up this year mm. and really, really try and um, push from the front and be the main man and stand up. And I think Mal's really keen, from what I've heard. Mal is really keen this year to 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 do a great job, and he's mm. he's skipper. So I, so, I, I just think. I just think, you know, you think about it, Andy, you know, say you're 40 wickets a season, Don Bradburn's 40 wickets a season, Joe Yap's at least 20. Yeah. Who, who's who's replacing those wickets? Similarly, who's who's yeah. getting cut off 60 balls against the top teams in the league like Zimmer does? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, one thing I will say is, I mean, I mean Zimmer missed, he, he probably played about 10 games a season. Um, but myself, you won all. Myself, you won all those ten games. No, well, yeah, that's, I agree with that. But um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, um, Joe Yap is an absolutely massive loss because it's bat and ball. It's you know, every week he bowls pretty much 10, 10 overs a spin and, and bats at three. Uh, it sounds that, but Callum Marsh is a huge loss because he came in last year with full of potential. Me and Joe were massive in trying to get him to come to Senton. He, he, he's gone back to Kund, and that, that's, it's a huge loss because with Joe going, he, he could have been a perfect replacement. Um, and I, I understand what you mean, but I, I do feel that it's a real good chance for their second team. Mm. And their second team are honestly such a strong side. They are going to have to step up and do mm. well, and it is a big step up. But I do think in their squad, they've got enough ability to, to be a mid-table side at least in the league. I really do. But again, as you say, it's a tough league. And if they have a bad start, I know what you mean with with fighting down the bottom. If you have a bad start to a season, it can get on top of you and it can nail you. So Yeah, I think I think I agree with you there, Andy. I think you know it's going to be a big season for the other players who haven't been in the limelight to step up and take the places that of you, your your Joe Yaps, yourself, your Craig Heath, you know. A chance for other players to make their re-emergence, you know, like Alex Johnson to step up, you know, become that figurehead again, you know, and, you know, like you said, George Cheshire, maybe it's his time to, like, he's been doing very well already anyway, but I mean, he's, he's time to really take the lead as the star player and to drag the team through, Is you know, and those players who have probably been on the periphery to really take it through, you know, we've got to remember as well, Sentinel's a big, a big side. They they're gonna have strength in depth, and they're gonna really need to tap into it this season, don't you think? Yeah, they've got. I mean, they have got a few other players like Johnny Lee had come back last season, and he he didn't do unbelievable, but I've got to say he looks looks quality. He's old school, but again, I think Joe has nailed it with talking about overseas. If he overseas comes in and he's class, I do think they've got the squad that can that can play around him without mm. a doubt. So I think that's going to be a big thing. So going back to the, the rest of you, what do you think a good season and what would you think would be a bad season for Sentinel this season? Staying well, up, I think go down. Yeah, I think it's as simple as them. A good season for them, I think, is going to be survival. It's as simple as that, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think if they can rebuild this year and then they can look at reassessing after another year, but I think you can't lose that many players and just expect to be fighting to be in the top three, four. You've got to you got to have a couple of seasons where you're just going to have to just just take it easy and just just look to rebuild as a team and as a squad. Yeah, I echo what the other guys are saying. I mean, you know, I think we've all been in situations where we, we've had been in clubs where we've lost a load of players and it's real difficult, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think what I what I look at them is, that, you know, you look at that old Sentinel side of old, every one of those players can turn up against any team and get a turn or get a fifer. You know, your you players that you've got there, you're saying they're their best players. Yeah, you can get a fifer against person down the bottom coming on at 100 for four after Andy's knocked over the top order but are you going to do it you know without Zimmer without Andy uh, Don Bradburn as well I mean he was a <laughs> too much praise for Andy going on here. Well, you know he wants <laughs> Andy wants to play for Andy wants to play for us in the work field smash anyway so you know I've got to suck up to him Anyway, so we'll move ourselves on to the next side and another side who are local to, well, where we're sat and a team who recently got promoted. They finished second in Division 1 and then finally got over the line in 2019 where it was a very good season for the club where all three sides finished in first and they finished fourth out of sixth. That is Shelton Cricket Club. They brought in two people who are very familiar to us, Andy, in... Jamie Martindale and Dan Walker, Jamie from Beacon, Dan Walker from Pontbury. So reinforcing their batting with uh, some lads from Division One. So, you know, we did say earlier, well, we did say last, well, you said very much on record last season that they needed to improve their batting. Do you think that these two really kind of solidify that batting lineup? And do you think it's what could take them into that next level, Andy? Um, I think they're two very good signings. I think Jamie Martindale has been at Beacon and hasn't really shown the full quality he's got as an all-round cricketer, not just a, uh, a batsman. His bowling's decent. Um, when, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to bowl every week in the Prem if he's in the wand, but he, he's handy with the ball, but he's a fantastic fielder. Had a real good set of hands. Dan Walker is a work in progress. Simple. Um, I think the lad could do really, really well in the wands, given a chance. But it, I think looking at last season... They, they, well, from what I've heard, they could have a couple of Oz Street lads signing for him. Mm. Uh, I don't really know the names pretty well. I don't really know Oz Street mm. Cricket Club, but um, a lad called Keith Tate, um, a mate of Don Bradburn, has been playing for Shelton first team when they got promoted. He was a big part of the first team. Mm. Former county player as well. Yeah, former county player. Did not play last season. Um, I think it being sort of a friendly season, he decided to enjoy watching the games, have a few beers. Um, and he's going to be playing this year. So I, I look at it and I think they've actually got quite a bit of batting, especially with him. Mm. But I still I still look at it and go, have they got a quality out and out batsman that's going to go and win them a, mm. you know, not win them a league, but maybe push them up to mid table? Yeah. That's I, what I worry about. Yeah. You know, like we said, they, they I think they missed four, four key players Matt Morris, Harry Jones, because of everything that was going on with their batting um they missed them last season but you know one of the big things possibly this season is star player sam griffiths having a baby and how that may affect his availability this season it's it's a big worry um i mean sam loves his cricket and i'm pretty sure he will uh, 
he'd be playing his cricket every week. I hope anyway. Um, because if without Sam, I'm afraid to say it's it's going to be very tough because he is sim- simply a match winner, and, that, and that's it really. Mm. He's a match winner. Sam Sony obviously played for Shrewsbury first eleven, and it's and it's proved that he can play at the highest level. So, guys, what are our thoughts on Shelton this season? I know obviously it's not your expertise. Aside in, in, see, in Shrewsbury, yeah, here we go. Let's see their knowledge. Let's guys. start with Joe. Joe, let's, <laughs> let's see your knowledge of the Shrewsbury teams. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm casting my mind back a couple of years, and obviously they've had that new pavilion. Um, we played there a couple of years back in a couple of 2020s, and it is, it is really nice there. Uh, this they haven't sort the decks out, but that's okay. Like, you, you just got to get used to just not leaving your front foot. But look, I, I don't know enough about the team to say whether they'll be how good they'll be this year. But I think they'll be tussling around the bottom. I don't know whether they'll mm. be able to get out of it. But they've got some real good players, um, and if they can keep them firing all year, then I think they'll be okay. But mm. at the same time, they are going to be down the bottom, and I think it's fair to say if they have a good season, they'll stay up. And I, that's just probably as far as I go. Yeah, again, I don't know too much about them, apart from I'm looking forward to using their new pavilion rather than that, whatever it was they had before. It was horrible. I did play um, there for a season. <laughs> the shed. Yeah, bless them. Um, <laughs> then when they stopped paying Andy's wages, they could afford the pavilion. <laughs> don't know about that, mate. <laughs> or, or the theatre. Um, but I, I don't know, the only player... I remember from Shelton previously is a lad called Ben Matthews. He scored a very, very good 100 at Ludlow against us, against a decent bomb attack. Mm, He's the only player from Shelton I can remember. Obviously, Sam Griffiths, but apart from that, it's it's Ben Matthews for me. I... Mm. What he's like the last couple of years, I do not know, but I do remember him scoring a very good 100 at Ludlow. So I think he could be massive for them, whether they stay up or not. Yeah, and again, Shelton, another team who've been promoted. So you'd assume wanting to stay up, who are the teams that we think that they're going to have to pick up points against to stay up this season? Shrewsbury Derby, isn't it? Sentinel, Shelton. Always a great game. And I think... Uh, just put it out there. I think they're doing a, a charity event, aren't they, for mental yeah. health? Yeah. Andy's going to put some money behind the bar and in the yeah. charity buckets. We'll move ourselves on to our next team and the only second 11 in the division. I think we've given this away already. So, Shrewsbury second 11, a team who finished eighth in the Birmingham League Division 1 second 11 in 2018. They finished second in Div 1 in 2019 and fifth out of sixth in 2020. They've brought in Alfie Hollyhead from Ludlow, which we've already mentioned, and Luke Thornton from Allscott, and head coach James Boyger from Whitchurch, who is working with all of the players at Shrewsbury Cricket Club. Now, going on what they did in the first season, well, in the first season in Shropshire Cricket, they started off very slow, and they found themselves mid-table, and then as availability improved, went on an unbelievable run which found them finishing in second. Now, like we've said before, it's, it's, it's quite hard measuring the, the ability of a second 11 because it, it very much depends on how strong their first 11 is, guys. So how do we think that Shrewsbury twos will do this season? No idea. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be absolutely fine. Like, I think we've already mentioned, we've touched on it a couple of times about if they've got the big boys back in the ones, they'll have a, they'll have a very good second team. But also, Shrewsbury's a massive club. Like, they've got so many players to pick from. Like, it's not like any village club, really, like, where you 
you look, you're missing three players out the ones, you're struggling to fill a good ones team. They are, well, they're the biggest coming Shropshire for me. And they're not going to struggle to fill their team and they'll be handy all year, in my opinion. I feel like they're a well-run club. They'll be well-coached and I think they'll do quite well. It's fantastic. They're some good players. Young Harry Cook looks looks the part with the bat. I think they're looking to have him in the first 11 this season. Yeah, I hope so. it'll so. be interesting yeah, to he, see what he does. He can, he can bat that, lad. He can bat. He's got, I think he's got a 50-hour place. But with them new signings is... I mean, that's interesting. Obviously, um, Ali is known by Luke, so he'll know more, more about him. But Luke Thornton's a fantastic sign. Really is a fantastic sign. Personally, I'm looking forward to just going to play there. Having grown up playing all my junior cricket in Worcestershire at Stourbridge, I've never played at Shrewsbury, so I'm really looking forward to going to play there. You know, and I know they've got a couple of other lads, like, you know, who go and play for their seconds who are from other... I know they've got a lad called Leah Thomas, who used to play for Bowmere. Play for Bowmere Heath. Yeah, very good back. Yeah, carpet carrier. I mean, he... <laughs> There's a lot. There's a, <laughs> so, uh, there's a story behind that. There's a story behind that because basically, uh, you guys know Leah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he, he, we were playing Bowmere, and he came out to bat, and and I was keeping and Jed's at slip, and he's like, "Oh, here he is, lads! It's like carpet carrier for a living here." And then and then Leah turned around to me, thinking it was me, and absolutely gave me an earful. I was like, "Just because we sound the same, you know, Jesus Christ." <laughs> But yeah, what, what I'm saying is like Shrewsbury, they're a good player. And I, I think Luke Thornton's going to play once. I do as well. I agree. He, he might play, it might be half a season, but I think he's yeah. going to play a lot of ones. But you've also got to think if he plays ones, then someone's coming down yeah. to the twos and they're, they're not going to be a mug coming down from that Shrewsbury exactly. first game. So what do we think will be a good. <laughs> What do we think will be a good season for Shrewsbury and what do we think will be a bad season for Shrewsbury? I think a, a comfortable seventh-ish place would be a good season for them. Mm. I don't think we can grumble too much at that. Big club, they might expect more, I, I don't know. A bad season for them, I think, would be just to go straight back down. Yeah, I think personally, if, if other teams around them have got gone overseas... They could be in trouble, but like Luke says, I think they got a good. They're gonna have a good team, mm. but it's whether the other clubs around them have that X factor that they might not have. Yeah, I think it's a battle of you've got maybe a couple of big performers in an average team, or you've got a Shrewsbury team that's got a, a lot of very handy cricketers, and I think that might get them through. Whereas a lot of teams could rely on one or two players and. You don't want to rely on one or two players to, to get you through a season, whereas I think they've got so much depth, I think they'll be okay. And I think they'll they'll finish mid-table. Let's move ourselves on to the next team. And, well, last season's champions, so they finished in 2018, they finished 12th with the Birmingham League Division 1, which meant that they got relegated and came into the Shropshire League in 2019. I think we agreed that they played a youthful side to give some youth a chance and finish fifth. And then last season, they won their Mike Robinson group and then won in the playoff final against Alex's quad. They brought in Sam Roberts from Ludlow, who Luke will know well, and they have lost only one player, which is Matt Batkin, who has gone to St. George's, which is an interesting move. So our thoughts on Wellington moving into next season. Do we think favourites moving into this year? No. No. Go on, Luke. Don't beat around the bush, Luke. Well, 
I think I think the the longevity the longevity of the league. I just don't think I just I don't I don't think they're up with Quat and Worthill. As simple as that. The squad depth. I don't think it's there. I know we've got six sides, but I don't think the quality is quite there. I think they finished fourth. To be honest, being straight up, um, they've got some good players. Tom Tom Ellis for me is one of the best seamers in the league. Um, I really I really rate him. Now Biddle's smirking at me. I can see on the camera, but. When he's on, he's a very, very good bowler, and I do rate him. Um, and he's he's a good friend of mine. I I think he's he's a very key part of that team. Um, but do I think they're good enough to compete this year? No. And if you're not going for an overseas, you're probably not gonna have a chance. Uh, Dan Lloyd's a good player, very good player, and he'll carry him through a few games. But I think the only reason they won the league last year, without trying to be too controversial, is one because they beat quite every time and it's just easy for them. And two, I don't know if that half of the division was that strong. So I think I think they I think they had a good like I think they just had a good run. I think they had a good run and they fell on the feet playing against Quat because then they knew they had them in the palm of their hands when it came to it in the final. <laughs> so <laughs> Alex, do you want to retort? <laughs> I mean it's just like when we play Worthfield, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's completely the same. It is. <laughs> I think they're the club to beat, you know. Obviously, I'm going to say that because they beat us in the final last year. But, you know, they used to be the club and it must be hurting them to be back down in the Shropshire League, not in the Birmingham League. That must hurt them, you know. Seeing, you know, no disrespect to Wem. I think Wem are a fantastic club. But, you know, for years, Wellington have been... You know, one of the big, the biggest club, if not the biggest club in Shropshire. You know, up there with Shrewsbury, and at the moment, yeah, you'd have to say that their their first eleven actually is languishing. I say languishing in the Shropshire, but it's still in the Shropshire Prem. But there's a clubs like Wem have overtaken them. You know, and, and clubs like Oswestry going from strength to strength. And I think that Wellington will be secretly inside thinking or. God, we need to be back there with them in up in the Birmingham League with the big boys. I think so. I'd say actually the pressure's on them to win the league. If there's any pressure on anybody, you know, having having won it last year, there's, there's pressure on them to win it. But I do look at them as a team that are a work in progress as well. I think they've got a lot of youngsters who are decent. I just I just look at them as a squad and think, are they good enough to to win the league? I just don't think they are. And I agree with with Joe. Maybe four. I. I don't know where I put them in the Harrison's hierarchy before. I can't remember where I put them, but I still think yeah, fourth is mm. about right. Really, I just don't. I just don't see him as a team that are going to push all the way. Would we I say mean, that Wellington are then possibly a team who are looking more towards twenty twenty two? I I think that as well. I think that yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're gutted if they finish third or fourth this year. Yeah. I think they they'll think if we've had a good year and lads have improved and then I think they'll be fine with that. Okay, Luke, so what would you say that Wellington, if they're looking to become champions, where would you say that they need to improve? Where would they need to recruit? Where are the levels need to be raised? Well, I think I think the, the levels need to be raised. I haven't, I haven't played against him whilst he's playing for Wellington, but I think it's I think it relies a lot on Tom Ellis. Mm. I'm I'm in the same boat as Joe. I think it's quality. The coaching of Wellington is first class, I think. So I think his bowling is going to go up a notch. I think he's going to have to open the bowling really, really well and take a lot of wickets for him and go for no runs. 
but also at the same time, he's very high in the back, down the lower order. Whether he's, I think he might be coming at seven. If he can score 30 most weeks at seven mm. and take a lot of wickets open the ball, then I think it's, it shapes up to be a good side around him. Right, so I think we'll move ourselves on to our penultimate sides, our final two, and yeah, well, there's only two sides left to go. So we move ourselves on to a team who are never short of transfer business, and it's Whitchurch Cricket Club. Uh, they finished in 2018, 12th in the Birmingham League Division 3. In 2019, they finished 7th in the Prem. And last season, they finished 3rd in the Premier Division Mike Robinson Group. They've lost coach James Voyager, but they have gained Ollie Moore from Barliston and also Ryan Brown from Pelsall. Now, Ryan Brown, obviously someone who is a very good player in the Birmingham League and obviously Wichert's gaining players from outside of Shropshire and a team who quite clearly have aspirations of a promotion. So what are our thoughts? Do we think that this could be the year for Whitchurch? And do we think that the signings of Ollie Moore and Ryan Brown could take them over the line, guys? No. Um, now, I don't know enough about the team and I don't know enough about the squad. But for me, on paper, they're a very good team and they've got a lot of ability. But... You- for the last few years, you can't just keep signing mercenaries to come into your club who don't care about the club and then try and win a league. Whereas, I'll speak on behalf of Alex here as well, Worfield and Quat, we we have players who, who will train week in, week out, who are desperate for this club to be in the Birmingham League. I'll be honest, I don't think they want that. I think they're turned up for a pay packet and I don't think long-term, over 22 games... I think that shows eventually, and I think the teams who really want it all outperform those on paper. Probably a bet they probably have got a better team than us, but will will that show? I think it will. I think we'll. I think they'll end up finishing third. And whether I'm being controversial, and I'm going to probably cop it when I go out to bat batting at nine and not having to bowl against Whitchurch, but I don't think they've got the team morale and the cohesion and the the banter and the training to have a team that wins a championship and then goes into finals against other leagues and wins again. I don't think they've got that. Yeah, but well, it's definitely a different opinion and an interesting opinion. Alex, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't want to... I can't disagree with anything Joe said to a certain extent. Um, you know, which are a side that have a high turnover of players that potentially come from a long way away um and which church is an isolated place so sometimes that has to happen you know if you want to attract players um but i think they're going to be a good side let's not be let's be honest i mean joe said they're going to finish third i mean i mean that that shows we think they're going to be a good side and i think they're probably going to be challenging up there um dan brown Good off spinner, played for Pelsall, used to play for Himley. You know, he's played some second 11 cricket for, you know, first class, you know, uh, for Worcestershire, I think. Um, Mm. He's going to be a threat with the ball. And we all know how useful spinners are in the Shropshire League. Nobody can play spin. Mm. So, you know, he's probably going to get a lot of wickets. And then obviously Maz with the bat is is a machine. So if you if you're looking at it purely as a, you know, a team, I think they've got two solid rocks there that they can build around. And then you've got, 
you know the bones with the ball and and I think they've got they have got a serious side when it comes down to it. I'm not sure, like Joe says, you know, other teams have got that unity, that common goal as a you know a group of lads, a group of mates. And at the end of the day, what who's been the most successful team over the last few years in Shropshire League cricket is when you know, and and what's the reason for that? It's because they're all really good mates. They're all really good cricketers. They all love playing together and they all love playing for each other, mm. you know, and, and it's just as important that, you know, you celebrate somebody else's success in your side, you know, when they get a ton, when they get a fifer, mm. not just turning up thinking about yourself. Okay, so I'm interested to hear a different point of view because obviously, like we've mentioned, Whitchurch are a side that are a bit out in the sticks, a bit in the middle of nowhere and it can make it can possibly make recruitment quite hard and another team who could probably relate to that is Ludlow so Luke so far you've spoken about how how they recruit players and, all, and, and the, the way that it goes about but can you kind of understand the way that they recruit and why they recruit like that given you know Ludlow's predicament in the fact that you lose a few players because of where you are and it's hard to attract players like that <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a tough one to work out, really, because the the way they go about business, as we call it, business now, they should be up there. Mm. But I see them on the same level as Ludlow without any local any local players. That's how I see them. But with them, I think they'll lack the the team spirit, which gets you through maybe five games a season where you shouldn't win but end up winning somehow just because you with your mates and you want to win and so-and-so hasn't done very well. So, so-and-so bowls or comes in after them and, and saves a side. That's, that comes down to mates and knowing everyone like the back of your hand. There's there's a big catchment up there, like like there is for Ludlow. There's a big catchment. There's enough players around. You just need to get that team spirit, that togetherness and just go for it. Just try as hard as you can. Just I mean, right, so we'll talk about, before I get on to the main question, which is where would Witchers want to be at the end of the season. And I think with the business that they've done, you can kind of tell where they want to be. But can you, looking at a different perspective, can you see, like, obviously from a Witcher's point of view, they want to get to the position where they're getting promoted. And is this, is this the kind of stuff that they need to do? You know, Ryan Brown, that is definitely a statement of intent, Andy, for, sort of, for a team that wants to get up there and wants to be contending for promotion. Yeah, I can, can, can see what they're trying to achieve, but I can completely understand all the points of these three lads now. Uh, for me, like, when there's no cohesion in the squad, when there's, there's no uh, togetherness in a squad, um, there, there can be big issues. When you're on a run, say they have a good start to the season, they could go on a run. You just don't know, can you? They can go on a massive run and they could all believe in each other, although they might not really like each other. They can go on a run and, and they could could be the, the main team in the league. But then you get on a little run where a few people are getting frustrated. You don't really know your, your mate. If When I look to my right and my left on a cricket pitch, you want them to be your mate, don't you? They back you if you miss a ball in the field. Simple things. Like I think we've talked about it with, with certain players. Like yeah, it'd, be no, it'd be no surprise if they go and win the league. And yeah, they, they, they could cruise this league with their ability. Yeah, and I, I everyone would sit back and think, yeah, fair play, the best team in the league. But... Mm. I like to take the stance that 
if you take that when model and apply it to Werfield and Quat, I think you've got to rely on that more than a stance of hoping your big guns pay off every single week. So we're saying a good season's obviously promotion, but a bad season could be what? I'd say anything below fourth, actually. I, I think they're, they're... I'd actually say second. Would you reckon? Yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, with the same intent they're making, if they finish second, that's a failure. Okay. Well, they're obviously spending money, like, regardless. There's no point hiding around it. They're obviously spending proper money. So, you, and you're not going to spend that money if you don't want to go up, ultimately, mm-hmm. full stop. So they haven't offered us five any money. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <They're> not very good. <laughs> anyway, on that note, we'll move ourselves on to uh, our final team in the Premier Division and the team who finished fifth in 2018, third in 2019, and finished second in the Clivesmith Premier Division. And it goes without saying, one of the best boozing sides in the Shropshire Premier Division. And the final member of our podcast group who hasn't spoken about their team yet and joe i think it goes to you to talk about Worfield cricket club who have brought in alex hill from bridge north who well yeah i don't know whether he'll be playing first team cricket next season ben hudson from Wombourne, ryan quiney on a free transfer but the main things really are the losses of ben parker to kidderminster and tom whitney to quads so thoughts on your off-season work and where you'd expect yourselves to be this season um, I'll, right, I'll get Alex out of the way first. He'll just be, he'll just be delighted to have his name dropped on the pod, uh, but we'll move on quickly. Um, one thing I will say is all the best to Ben Parker at Kidderminster. He's going there to try and to try and make his a cricket. He's doing really well at Worcester. They they really like him. He's bedded in well. He's bowling at the first team, and I really hope it works out for him. And I think every single person at the club sees him as that we love to have him here, but we can't hold players like that back. And he's got so much ability and Andy will go on about how aggressive he is. But as a young kid, you need, you need a personality. If you're a scene bowler like that. And I think everyone, I think everyone in Shropshire wishes him well and fingers crossed Ben, the Ben goes well for Kidderminster on an absolute road as well. So it's going to be a tough season for him, but that's the best way to learn, I guess. Players are brought in. I think Ben Hudson's a big player. I think he's, He's probably underperformed for Woman the last couple of years, but you've took Woman. He, he was Woman's captain. He's so highly thought of, and I think Woman were very gutted to see him leave. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play for Worfield. He's a real good lad. He bats, he bowls, he fields. He's he's just a nice lad to have around the changing room, and I think he'll do well for us. And I think he'll thrive in our team. Ryan Quine, now it's it's an interesting one because. Ryan stuck 100 wickets in two years in the league. Mm. You, he's arguably on them stats, he's the best bowler in the league. Bowls left That's arm. Quat though, isn't he? Well, well, according <laughs> to Harrison, he's moving to Quat. No, if if Quat signed Ryan, I'd take them to the league <laughs> right now. Like, did I get him mixed up tonight? Last podcast, yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I apologise. He's a spinner, right. isn't he? Mistakes are made. He's as a, you yeah, guys have realised. He bowls quick left arm spin, and that's it. Yeah, he do he just doesn't go for. I, I haven't got his stats up here, but he's took hundred wickets in the two years he's played for us, and he's gone about two and a half and over. And we missed that big time last season. And the kid is class. Um, mm. And it's good to have him back. In terms of the season, look, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to be totally honest. We're going in with one steamer, one prime team, which is Tom Parker, who's a young lad. Um, I'm not going to stand there and say he's the best bowler we've got. He's not. He's a young lad who's learning this game as we go. 
Um, we've got Calv, who's going to help us out throughout the, the season. I'm, I'm sure of it. He's a season professional. He'll help us out a lot of overs and he'll come good. But we have got one seamer, which is understandably a sort of potential weakness. But the sum of the pitches you play on when you've got, we, we've got three left-arm spinners, so it's not the, the, the biggest issue in the world. Look, we're really excited. We've been saying for so many years we're a young team, but there's got to be a time where we draw the line and say, right, we're not a young team anymore. We're a team that needs to step up to that next level. And I think this could be the year. I don't know. We've got Bassett's a man and you can't take away. The kids played for England under whatever it is, the kids' class. We haven't seen the best of him. We've got Cook Hughes played MCCU cricket. He's, a, he's, a, he's just a proper cricketer. He'll bat all day. He's boring. It's, it's, it can be shocking to watch. He'll sit there and just block. And you'll think, what's he doing? But then he ends up on 70 off 70 ball and you think, the kids, the business, like, look, I'm not saying I'm glad. And do I think we'll win the league? I don't know. We're obviously an overseas short, which if you if you speak to me in five games into the season, I might give you a different opinion because we could well have an overseas. We don't know yet. But I think we'll be up there. We'll be in the top three. And if we're not, we'll be disappointed. Um, there's no point trying to sit here and say, oh, we, we, we're going to try our best and we might do this. We want to win the league, ultimately. And do I think we're there? I don't know. But if we play together, we've got a good core and we'll give it our best shot as we always do at Wurfield. Like We're going to try and strive to be a Birmingham League club. Whether that comes this year, next year, in the next five years, that's what we'll always try and do. So, yeah. Luke, Luke so obviously something that Joe's brought up, Wurfield going into this season with potentially two seamers for their first eleven. Do you think that could be a blessing in disguise, having to play more spinners? Like going going back what we've said previously in the podcast that spinners win your leagues in the Premier Division. Do you think that that's going to be a good thing for them, or do you think that that could be like Joe said a potential weakness? I I think it's a strength for them to be honest. I I see Tom Parker as a very good bowler. I didn't really enjoy facing him last year. I I rather face Ben last year than Tom, just because he moves it a lot away from me, an awful lot, and. He's another year old, another year stronger. He's going to be quicker, more experienced. He's going to be a better bowler. There's nothing about it. It's just the way it is. He's going to improve. And Calvin, obviously, is a class act. He's done it for years. So I've no issues about him. He's going to be quality. And then when it comes to the spinners, they, like Joe said, they, did you say three left-arm spinners? Um, well, we, we currently have two, but there is the potential to be a third. Um, but look, we're playing, we'll be playing four or five spinners per game. He's I was going to say, you've got your, your, yourself, Ryan. Um, <laughs> Matty Reese is a real good talent. Um, oh, yeah. if, if you count him myself, then there might be a fourth. But I'm also saying this after about eight pronies, so we'll have to wait and see how, <laughs> <laughs> how cricket goes overnight. So Yeah, but, but then you go to the batting. I mean, the, the top five or six or seven, whatever you want to call it, mm. they've been all score runs. It, it's just ridiculous, especially at Wertham as well. You take a couple of wickets and then you've got the likes of Tom Pickwell coming in or Harvey Sage coming in the middle of order. They've all scored They've all scored uh, Premier League tons. I'm pretty sure Pick has. I know Harvey has. Um, they're all quality. They're, they've got a lot of runs in their side and a lot of wickets in their side and they can all feel like absolute guns. Um, Bassett, Ludlow haven't seen the best of him, but he is quality. I know he's quality because they play against him with Joe for Shropshire. I know he's quality. Um so I, I think they're a top outfit. They're a, they're a side to beat, I think. And what, what I'll say about Wurfield is we've, we've got a squad. Um, 
and we've got a squad of players that we can pick from. And that our second team is going to be strong this year. And I think if they can compete in that league below and do okay, then there's no reason why any player in that twos can't come into the ones. And that's what we'll be pushing all wins. So, like, you might not start in the first team this year, but if you perform... Yeah then any player in that second team can come up and it's not that big a step. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, a that, that's definitely a, a big positive for a lot of the clubs is the second team's being a lot higher. Uh, it's a huge thing for your club, obviously. It's not much of a step up. You don't want them to be doing a massive step, do you? We all know Cookie. We all, you know, they've got the arguably the best top six in the league. I mean, the fact that Pickerel bats number six is an absolute joke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolute joke. But um, <laughs> but I think that there's, I think you know, other people have mentioned him already. There's a there's a guy there in Bazit Zaman the that bloke's got an unreal play cricket record. But we ain't, I, we haven't seen it quite enough. So Luke hasn't seen it yet, and I think we haven't seen the best of him. I think mm-hmm. Joe will say the same. You know, we haven't seen what he's capable of yet at Worfield. Um, I would say that having Ryan back. It's a massive, massive thing. I mean, he, I mean, he's arguably the best, second best left arm spinner in the league, behind behind Gaz. I mean, you, you can't you can't not say Gaz is statistically. The best I would say yeah. Just put you it can't out say Gaz ain't the best left arm spinner. Statistically, I would say yeah. I, I think they're both very good left arm spinners. Whether they got enough, when you know, I, I think sometimes in the draw cricket. Hmm. At Worfield, they might struggle to bowl teams out. Mm. And that's the only worry I've got for you mm. guys. I mean, it might be a strategy. Like, I think in the win-lose, I think you're just going to score more runs than the opposition. I think we I think we know what the goal is for Worfield this season. They'll want to finish top three, do we think? Well, your goal is to win it. And, mm. you know, size like Worfield, you've got to be looking to win it. But yeah, mm. I know what you mean. Well, yeah, I think it's great insight, lads. And uh, wow, really fantastic. Uh, I've, I've absolutely loved it. Now, I've really enjoyed it tonight. And I think it's been a really interesting take. And it's going to be really interesting for me where where these teams end up and see how close we've got. Um, I'm good, I'm I think we're going to be miles. I'm good to have an insight from you boys into mm. your clubs uh, so we know a little more. Yeah, it's really helped us this year and it'll really help us throughout the rest of the season. And we're definitely going to get you boys on throughout the rest of the season. And I think it's been a really good podcast. And oh, I'm looking forward to that first game away. It's, oh, it's, there's going to be some interesting <laughs> stuff. And you boys are going to experience what I experience every week, which is just wall to wall sledging, which is amazing. But yeah, no, thank you very much, guys. It's been great. And your opinions have been fantastic. And it's going to be really interesting to see how these teams finish up. And yeah, I really do hope that obviously everyone has a really great season this year and yeah that moves us on to our final segment yeah so as always you can find us on facebook twitter instagram and you can listen to us on apple podcast listen to us on apple podcast if you can even if you just play it for 10 seconds just so we can try and get up to that top 10 in apple podcast for the cricket podcast section uh we're also available on soundcloud and spotify to give us a listen on those both as well that's much appreciated because every listen counts but yeah so we've got new merchandise coming out soon andy and it's going to be looking really good and i'm looking forward to dropping that towards the end of the year we've got new cow corner caps in 
association with new era and also some new jumpers and other bits and bobs that are coming out obviously the calconner golf day is postponed but uh, we've got another <laughs> load of stuff which we've got planned which we're looking forward to announce as we've said we're going to be doing a division one preview a division two preview a division three preview and then the extra show is going to be doing their preview for division four and below we've also got the really exciting news where we've got our new midlands women's podcast which is going to be talking about everything about midlands cricket which is going to be really exciting which is going to be led by our all-female cast which is very exciting uh indeed yeah and once again as always thank you guys for listening it is you people who keep us going and keep us creating podcasts and still i'm still amazed this day that we even made more than three or four of these so thank you very much for listening and yeah thank you very much andy as always uh for coming on always a pleasure and we'll finish off by saying thank you very much joe cheers boys thank you thank you very much luke Cheers, thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Alex. Hey, great night, lads. Brilliant. And we'll definitely be getting you boys on throughout the season and something that we'll be doing throughout the podcast, well, in the podcast throughout the season is we will be getting on a guest on every episode to talk about what's been going on. So if you are performing especially well throughout the season, we will be getting you on because we want your opinions and your decisions throughout the year. So unfortunately, we definitely won't be having these three lads on again. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh god <laughs> but we'll definitely get you on towards the end of the season anyway, lads. but yeah it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on and yeah if you've loved the podcast or liked it please make sure to like share and subscribe and if you didn't don't uh, <laughs> but anyway it's been a great night and thank you very much guys and we'll see you on the next podcast this has been another episode of the cow corner podcast Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.